Welcome back, everyone, to the Unforgettable Podcast. I'm your host, Slow Dream, and today I'm joined by two of my good friends, Alan and Gabriel. The disclaimer for this episode, please don't go out and kill someone using frequency vibrations. I don't condone murder, and you shouldn't either. Besides that, I hope you enjoy this episode, and let's get right into it. Hello. Hello. Yo, what's up? What's up, Chris? It's uh, are you guys ready to get your fucking minds blown today, bro? Of course. I got a bunch of fucking shit. All right, this ain't no normal conversation, right? I'm I'm ready. Go. Uh huh. All right, all right, ready. So let's just start off. With what what are your top three favorite artists right now or all time? Yeah, right now. Top right off top of your head. Killer Roy. That's number one right now. Uh. Probably Killer or Juice World Weekend. Maybe probably that order. Um, Kanye, Juice World, and Big Crit. I I'm gonna have to go with my son Sewer Person as number one. Then I have to say Sueli is second, and then third I'm gonna have to say 24K Golden. Uh, I fuck with those. I so already. This all started when I was um, watching a documentary. I don't know if you guys heard of it. It's called The Social Dilemma. It's basically like exposes social media and shit. So this this made me like fucking think about, you know, shit a lot. And it was like, do they do the same shit with music? Do they use music to manipulate us as people to get us to either do certain things or um, act a certain way and stuff like that, right? So I'm just going to start it off by one by one going through, I guess, parts of an art- different articles I found online. Mm-hmm. I just want to, I want your reactions, your opinions on them. I know you guys are both into music. Okay, but... So the first one is memories are one important are one of the important ways in which musical events evoke emotions. As the late physician Oliver Sacks has noted, musical emotions and musical memory can survive long after other forms of memory have disappeared. Part of the reason for the durable power of music appears to be that listening to the music engages many parts of the brain, triggering connections and creating associations. So basically what he's saying is like that music serves to like trigger certain memories or be associated with memories. Like you're basically, you're basically utilizing, you're like thinking about it in different ways. So like, it's kind of like when you hear like a sad song in a sad moment in your life, your brain like connects it to like, Oh, this is why it's invoking that emotion. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Also it's like, it says that like you remember music more that's why i feel like you can remember lyrics the song like maybe you haven't listened to it in a while but the second that song comes on you can just sing those lyrics almost perfectly all right so next is action tendency music often creates strong action tendencies to move in coordination with music like dancing and foot tapping and also our internal rhythms like heart rate speed up or slow down to become one with the music we flow and move with the music that's how club music works no matter what the lyrics are the beast always going to make you move to something because it's made to make you move. It's always a similar beat, similar rhythm in every club because they want people to get the fuck up and like dance. Yeah. And then those people start buying more and more and more alcohol and that's how they make money. It's all on purpose. Uh-huh, that's good. I, that, that, that connects to something else. Like I'm going to talk about later. Right. All right. Music doesn't only evoke emotions at the individual level, but also at the interpersonal level and intergroup level. Listeners mirror their reactions to what the music expresses, such as sadness from sad music or cheer from happy music. Similarly, ambient music affects shoppers and diners' moods. 
So it was basically what you were saying before yeah. about kind of sad music, relating and happy music. But, and also the club as well, because at the end it talks about shoppers and diners moods. So they could be using specific music to get you to buy certain items, you know, or to feel a certain way while you're in their facility. I was, uh, I'm, I don't remember the exact reason why, but I was reading like a few weeks ago how companies like um, Abercrombie and Fitch, like they play mm-hmm. certain types of music specifically because it's like research to make people want to spend more money on clothing items. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a bunch of companies do that, especially the high-end ones because they want them to buy more products. And I feel like also maybe that's why maybe commercials and ads on TV or on YouTube, they have maybe like a certain jingle to them or they try to have some kind of catchphrase, some kind of melody to their ads. Like the second you hear that melody or that phrase, you're like, you associate it with that product and you start thinking of it. Yeah, it goes back to that first point you said about memory. Like if you hear like the mcdonald's jingle like the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba like you're instantly thinking about like you said mcdonald's and now i want a burger and now i want to go to mcdonald's it's like that subconscious reaction that happens in your head yeah yeah the, the next one kind of ties in what we're all saying background music has a surprisingly strong influence on consumer behavior for example one study exposed customers in the supermarket drink section to either french music or german music the results showed that when french music was played french wine outsold german wine and when german music was played german wine outsold the french wine so just put together what we were just saying so the next one is um people crave escapism during uncertain times to avoid their troubles music offers a resource for emotion regulation People use music to achieve various goals, such as energize, maintain focus on a task, and reduce boredom. For instance, sad music enables the listener to disengage from the de-stressing situation, like breakup or death, and focus instead on the beauty of the music. Furthermore, lyrics that resonate with the listener's personal experience can give voice to feelings or experiences that one might not be able to express. I feel like every person who listens to music or like every person who's been sad or depressed at one point and turn on maybe either X or Juice World or maybe someone similar. I know someone who definitely doesn't listen to music. They're like weirdo. Benjamin, he doesn't listen to music. Actually, no, I actually found out that's actually a mental disorder. Yeah, yeah, some kind of mental disorder. Is it actually? Yeah, it's like it's like the ability to not gain satisfaction through listening to music. Well, I guess Ben has a mental disorder then. Because, like, I personally, I don't see his perspective on it because I use music for everything. Like, I can't do a task or focus on something unless I have something playing, you know? And I feel like most people mm-hmm. relate to that. But then he just, like, it's, like, blank. He doesn't have anything ever playing. Yeah. I, I, I only know he likes a few songs, but but that's it. i never seen him, like, put on earbuds and listen to music like that. Yeah. I so... Music is not only able to affect your mood. Listening to happy or sad music can even change the way we perceive the world, according to researchers from researchers from the University of Groningen. Music and mood are closely interrelated. Listening to a sad or happy song on the radio can make you feel more sad or happy. However, such mood changes not only affect how you feel, they also change your perception. For example, people will recognize a happy face if they're feeling happy themselves. Uh, A new study by researcher Jacob Jolidge and a student, I'm not even going to try to fucking pronounce that name, of the psychology department of the University of Groningen 
shows that music has an even more dramatic effect on perception. Even if there is nothing to see, people will sometimes still see happy faces when they are listening to happy music and sad faces when they are listening to sad music. Jolage and me, me I'm not even going to try, fuck. Had their test subjects perform a task in which they had to identify happy and sad smileys while listening to happy or sad music. Music turned out to have a great influence on what objects they saw. Smileys that matched the music were identified much more accurately. And even when no smileys at all were shown, the subjects often thought they recognized a happy smile when listening to a happy music and a sad one when listening to sad music. I think... Like, honestly, it doesn't show, like, a great effect, but it still shows that music can change our perception, like, the way we see things. Even though in this example, it's very minor, but I can guarantee you, you with if you combine the emotional and the visual aspect of music, you could use it to change someone's perception on something in the world or to make some kind of difference in their lives yeah you can 100 percent do that if i spend all day listening to my like sad ass playlists and then i play like trap music or something happier upbeat i'm not going to be as sad i'm just going to change my whole perspective and my mood and you'll you'll probably physically be able to see it too by noticing the way i like walk or talk or like stand music can change all of that yeah i don't know i feel like all three of us have a somewhat I guess a more personal connection with music because we listen to it so much that we kind of like, I guess, well, what is the word, word called? Like we, we consider it as like part of ourselves. Internalize? Like, I don't know, we see it as part of us, you know, like as a person, like the music we listen to. I don't know, I don't, I don't listen to sad music while doing homework or anything like that. Cause I just can like fuck up my whole momentum. So I listen to more upbeat music. I think also, like, not just, like, the type of genre the music is, like, uh, like sad or happy. I think it's also, like, the first point you made of, like, what kind of memories are associated with it. Like, it could be a happy song, but it could I could have listened to it at a time when I was doing something specific. Like, let's say, like, like hanging out with my friends, right? So when that song comes up again, it might invoke a different feeling other than just happiness, you know? Because it like triggers that memory again, and it makes you want to go and do that specific thing. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if how many people have heard this song, but Chanel by Frank Ocean. Like, it's not. Yeah. I don't know necessarily a sad song or anything, but I don't know. It was just like a point in a time, a point of time in my life, and I kept listening to that song when I was in that time, and then now I just associate it, I guess, with sadness, like missing something. You know, so every time I don't like listening to the song that much, you know, that's just like, like really fucking late at night. I feel exactly the same way about Chanel. I don't know what it is. It just seems like a song to fucking contemplate your life. Because it's just like a chill song. It's something you like stare at the ceiling to and just like, just listen to. Just let it vibe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So based on from, um, I guess, doing all the research of um, how music can control you, right? And uh, or trying to figure out if music can control you, like how social media does, you know, in this year. Right. I found out. Right. That. And I'm pretty sure X talked about this, too. I heard like him talking about that in the interview at one point, but basically about hurts, about what and how hurts can affect your body. Right. So if you don't know what hurts is, it's basically the standard unit of measurement for measuring frequency. So I'm pretty sure that's pretty simple. Right. So as I was doing research, I came on like multiple websites. I kept on saying, saying like healing hurts, 
like hurts, like different types of hurts for like different types of therapy, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I guess I'm going to kind of go through the list, you know, of what I've found because like it's some crazy, some crazy healing shit, right? So let's start off with the first one, which is 40 hertz. So it said flickering lights and sounds at 40, and at, fuck, flickering lights and sounds at 40 hertz have been used in Alzheimer's therapy studies to stimulate an increased neural response and fight symptoms of dementia. And that sounds at 40 hertz have been linked to gamma brainwaves and the stimulation of memory. And like this kind of fucked me up because I realized like, yo, you could heal shit with sound, bro. What if like you pull up with a sound jitsu or some shit from Naruto and just fucking healed someone's fucking mental trauma? But uh, the one then there's 174 hertz. So it says uh, 174 hertz is one of Sophagio's frequencies, and it's a series of tones used in sacred music that is believed to all that is believed in alternative medicine to have different positive effects on human health. It is also associated with a reduction of both pain and stress. And then 285 is also one of his frequencies and is considered to heal cuts and burns and other physical wounds. It said it's supposed to activate the body in cellular regeneration, encouraging it to heal itself in the event of an injury. Is it it's saying that if you if you're hearing that certain level of hurts? It causes your body to regenerate and heal faster. Yeah, that was that's basically what it was saying for I think yeah, 285. For the 174, I was talking about uh yeah, the, the reduction of both pain and stress. So it gives me a few fucking questions. Why the fuck do hospitals not like play fucking 285 hertz music all over the fucking hospital? Well, yeah. how proven is that 285 hertz thing? Because I could understand the one that it alleviates stress and pain because that's more like a mental thing, right? But the fact that uh, it's saying that it can help you physically, like change, like that's kind of hard to grasp. Like how proven is that, that it helps heal stuff? I don't know, but there are videos online. So you're saying there's videos online. Like this dude is like, oh shit, I cut my hand open and, and then he plays the music and then his shit starts starts healing <laughs> okay i'm pretty sure it's not like fucking healing jutsu from fucking naruto well, yeah, there's an instantaneous like heal it or some shit it's probably maybe like it, it in a shorter time it heals i'm not saying like it like you break your fucking arm or some shit and like it heals in a day it's probably like over time and like, like maybe it's faster i don't know it, it shows there's a link to a video right I don't know what the video is going to show. Like, I don't know how you prove it unless, like, you do, like, a side-by-side experiment, like, multiple people who get, like, cuts or bruises and shit like that. I feel like if it's using multiple people, there's a lot of, like, other factors that are not related directly to the music. Because, like, different people can, like, have heal at different rates, just, like, biologically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gosh, that makes sense. Cause like I'm not I'm not trying to like um I'm not trying to say it's like fake. It just kind of sounds like pseudoscience, you know? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, of course not. Like I don't know. It could be real. It could be fake. Uh, but then I I feel like the like the more down you go on the list, it kind of some of them make a lot more sense. So the next one is 396 hertz. So it says that the sound is associated with the removal of fear and negative feelings. 
right? And it also aids in the removal of the feeling of guilt, making it an effective addition to spiritual music. It says the, the Hertz frequencies balance the root chakra while stimulating or simulate simul fuck, simultaneously transforming negative emotions such as grief into positive joyful ones. Why don't like a lawyer just play 396 Hertz music in front of like a murder client? So then, you know, he like does not think he's guilty or some shit or thinks there's nothing wrong with him. Because I feel like I feel like they wouldn't be able to do that because I think it's such a specific case. You know, I don't think every single person is going to like, like listen to that specific frequency and then not feel guilty or have like a diminished sense of guilt, you know, because was it like studied like on several people or on like. Just a small group of people. See, thing is here, I don't know what study these people are backing up. There are so many websites that just state these things <laughs> like over and over again. And I'm just like, I don't I don't think like there has to be one original website with one original source. But there I could not find an original source. All I see is that they have it like states the hurts, their effects, and a video if you want a video. I don't know what. Like, I, I feel like it's just, I didn't click on the video link, but I feel like it's just going to send me to a song with that amount of hertz. I'm just expected to feel something. Does it tell you, like, any artists who have that specific hertz or, like, use that specific frequency in their music or no? No, I feel like, uh, let me search that up real quick. Let me, let me find out real quick. Uh, I know for sure. I remember reading it that uh, J. Cole uses specific frequency. Like, like, do you know any, like, specific hertz, or he just said he used specific? No, I know he used it on, you know, um, I forgot, Kevin's Heart, I think it was called. Yeah, on KOD. Yeah, I remember reading that he used, like, a specific, like, with the, with the production, he used specific hertz to invoke some emotion. It was on Genius, I remember. When I search up artists with 396 hertz music, and I'll just search up YouTube videos and just, like, sounds, like, I don't know, I guess it's kind of music, but then... When I go, like, when you go to, like, the searches, it was three, 396 hertz, release guilt and fear by meditative mind, miracle healing, the soul, soul healing frequency of 396 hertz. Isn't there, at this point, some form of, like, placebo associated with all of this? Because, like, if you're telling me if I listen to a 396 hertz song, right, and it's supposed to make me feel less guilty, then when I listen to it and I know it's 396 hertz, my brain will tell me that I'm less guilty about something, even though that might not be true. No, yeah, 100% makes sense. All right, based on, like, I think there's all, all these, you could, they can either be bullshit or, like, really real. But at the same time, if they were real, why don't, like, besides the 40 hertz uh, Alzheimer's one, why does no one use the, like, the 174 to 396 to help themselves in the real world? I feel like people do, but I, like like you said, it could be, uh, oh, what, what is that thing called? Uh, placebo. Yeah, placebo effect. Yeah, it could be placebo effect. But the, the ones I actually hear about the most are 432 hertz and 440 hertz. All right. So the 432 hertz, it says that it's aimed at the heart chakra and listening to a 432 hertz frequency is supposed to lead to greater levels of mental and emotional clarity. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that. And it said it's considered optimal for tuning opera singers and is associated with higher levels of spiritual development. 
440, on the other hand, that music that is turned to the 440 hertz versus the 432 hertz is considered cerebral music that aids in the listener's cognitive development. Sound frequencies at 440 hertz are considered to activate the third eye chakra. So you're telling me I could look like Tien from Dragon Ball <laughs> if I listen to 440 hertz. That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing here. Obviously, after hearing that, I'm like, I like, I did more research, and I found some shit where it's like, uh, that, and I found like some like some actual study on like fucking Google Scholarly, you know. And it was like the data suggests that 432 hertz music tuned by 40 432 hertz tuned music can decrease heart rate more than 440 hertz music, and uh, subjects were more focused about listening to music and more generally satisfied after the ses- sessions in which they listened to 432 hertz tuned music. So then that kind of rung uh, like you know a little a bell in my brain or some shit, you know. Basically saying, you know, why don't I'm pretty sure all, almost all artists play 432 hertz music. If subjects are more focused on listening to the music, I feel like every artist would do that shit. All right. So th- those were like healing hertz shit, right? But how about the other way around, right? So if there was good hertz, there have to be bad hertz. So this is even more fucked up than the good hertz or like because this is like a real life actual experiments were done. And they fucking killed people. So like, like I, they actually they actually kill people. And let me let me read this first part. Right, the first documented attempt to re- reproduce infrasound effects was by Vladimir Gavroy, Gavriu, I whatever. In 1957, he became interested in infrasound when asked to cure a case of sick building syndrome. The staff at a research plant in Mar. Mar- Marcellis were mysteriously falling ill. Chemical or pathogen poisoning was suspected by Gavreu. Well, I'm just going to say his name. Eventually traced the origin of the illness to air conditioning units, rotating fans that were generating low frequency sound waves. So basically, it says that people were falling ill and were feeling sick based off low frequency sound waves, which is kind of fucking scary if you think about it. All right. So you might be thinking, yo, what if they make fucking weapons with low frequency or like try to make it like try to make a whole like or like kill off a society by like constantly playing like low frequency sound to make them sick. Right. But it gets fucking worse. Right. So the scientists began to experiment with low frequency acoustics with the intention of creating a viable audio weapon for the French military. Several prototype designs were produced for Christened Canon Sonic consisting of piston-driven tubes and smaller compressed air horns and whistles. Gavru and his team tested the instruments on themselves at the Marcelli's plant with unexpected results. One of the team members died instantly because his internal organs mashed into the amorphous jelly by the vibrations. And then said, fortunately, they could turn it off quickly. Even so, others in nearby laboratories were sick for hours. Everything was vibrating, stomach, heart, and lungs. Oh, that's, I, I feel like I remember also, I think I'm talking about in my physics class. So like, uh, you know what like resonant frequency is? No, I don't. You want to explain that to me? It's like resonant, fre- I'm like not exactly sure, but I think it's like the natural frequency that something has, right? So like your organs, for example, they have a resonant frequency of like, I think it was like five to 10 hertz. 
like something very low. So I, I'm like, maybe it has something to do with like, because you said it was low frequency that they played, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember also we learned that like, if something matches a resonant frequency, it like disrupts it. So like, if your organs have like a five to 10 frequency, and if they were playing that, because you said his organs like mashed in, right? Yeah. I wonder if that's connected. If it was like matching the resonant frequency, like that his organs naturally had, and that's why he died. Yeah, but that's crazy. Imagine like fucking creating like sound weapons that like kind of auto kill people. Even though bullets kind of auto kill people, but like sound. How fast does fucking sound travel? Three times ten to the eighth. Oh, yeah, faster than a bullet. So like. Basically, imagine having like sound bullets, and instead of and like, like you kill people, like it's also instantaneous. Like you match their organs together, so it's like it's like auto dead if you think about it. But does sound travel in a line, or does it spread out as a wave? I don't know. It didn't say anything about that in the article. It just said that he had a beam. Probably a wave. Oh, if it's a wave, it's probably a wave. A wave, because like if you're like it using it on like an actual battlefield, right? And mm-hmm. on yeah. one side, you're using the sound weapon. Don't your, like, own guys also get affected by that sound weapon since it spreads out? Well, obviously, they would probably find some kind of way, you know, to, like, combat their own weapon. They wouldn't just, like, put it fucking out there, you know? So, but, like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But, yeah, what if they, like, create, like, a fucking a sonar that just makes... Or not, but, like, you know, like, I want to say kind of a sonar type shit that just const- constantly plays the low, like, frequency vibrations, you know? While, like, the one side is, like, getting sick and possibly dying or some shit, you know, the other side is, like, you know, chilling because they got, like, I don't know, headphones on or some kind of protective shit. I don't fucking know. No, but then it kind of, how we were saying before, it could be, uh, what's it called? Uh, fuck, what is the effect again? I keep fucking forgetting. Placebo. Yeah, yeah. placebo. So if you, th- you thought that was placebo effect, what if it's not placebo effect? Because if low hertz can kind of make you do that, you know, can make you die, why can't higher hertz, like, heal, you know? Kind of makes you question, you know, what if it actually does heal you and actually does, like, do these certain things that it says they do? It's actually, uh, now that you mentioned it, it actually does make sense. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, like, it just doesn't seem logical, but that doesn't mean that it's fake, you know? Yeah. I also, I wonder, like, so you know how, like, like, is the music, can it sedate people, like, the lower frequency? Like, it makes them sick, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, you know how in, like, mental asylums, they, like, sedate, like, certain people who are, like, too crazy, who need to be, like, not put down. Put down is the wrong word, but, like, I'm not sure what, right? I wonder if they also ever used, like, lower frequencies to, like, control them. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what I read before, like, how, uh, I guess, stores use, like, certain types of music you know, to, like, control, like, make you stay longer, make you buy certain objects. I feel like if you, like, combine, no, the two combined, you can, like, do something with it, like, use different types of hurts and, like, also a different vibe of music. You can kind of make people feel a certain way, like, hmm. Have you ever wondered, what if, like, like, a famous artist, rapper, or whatever, something, you know, just plays fucking, like, low-frequency sounds in his fucking concert and just makes everyone sick. I don't know if that would be, like, fucked up shit. Or, like... That is fucked up, bro. No, no, that is <laughs> fucked up shit. But, like, imagine doing, like, the coolest murder of all time, just fucking having low-frequency vibrations in a room or, like, some kind of staff meeting. Because I'm pretty sure you can't hear these. 
you know. No, you can only hear over 20. Yeah, let's say they're under 20. And you have in these fucking vibrations, and you're like, let's say you're in a meeting room. Or like, you have them in the meeting room. You, like, kill everyone there or some shit. Like, people, like, drop fucking dead. I don't fucking know. Maybe you shouldn't publish this episode. Good. Somebody's going to start killing people <laughs> with music. <laughs> Hopefully not, bro. I don't, I don't condone any murder, guys, bro. <laughs> Please don't murder anyone after listening to these episodes. Welcome to the outro, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Unforgettable Podcast. And make sure you share this episode with everyone in your contact list. In our next episode, we'll be talking about the wonders of YouTube boxing and the upcoming Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight. So make sure to tune in with your best pair of headphones, and I'll see you next week.